Sometimes we need a little inspiration, and Real Things Living podcast does just that. Real Things Living has a focus on resilience and connection with others. Those connections lead to ideas, to solutions, and to better overall health. This podcast is brought to you by Gemini Media. Gemini Media delivers the best solutions for business communications through collaborative relationships. Hi, y'all. It's Bridget Cutshaw with Real Things Living. Have you ever in your adult life looked in the mirror and thought, wow, I thought I'd be further along in my career by now? If you have, then you're not alone. My next guest is Savvy Burrows, the creator of The Five Secrets to Becoming a High Performer Bootcamp. Savvy went from starting her life as a 15-year-old girl with no life prospects to attaining multiple degrees at some of the most well-known educational institutions in the world. She's held multiple executive roles with global responsibilities and led initiatives that have been featured at the White House level. Now she helps people develop the skills to get recognized by senior leadership, become confident and be seen as the expert and authority in their role and to finally get the career that they've always dreamed about. Can you say hi, Savvy? Hey, Bridget, how are you? Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you on your show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for accepting the invitation. And we got connected um, through, um, I should say a co-friend, but someone we we know on LinkedIn. And I'm learning a lot about other people um, through this COVID 2020. And I'm really glad to have met you. And you had mentioned, we did have a previous conversation that you started your high performance boot camp this year. What prompted you to do that? What inspired you? Yes, I certainly did. So um, I will say that the reason I started my boot camp, um, it, it really has a lot to do with, I guess, who I am as a person. So you mentioned the way I started my life um, as a young girl with not a lot of prospects. And I think that having to have such intense responsibilities from such a young age trains me to see the opportunities in really tough situations. And so for me, 2020 has been incredible. Like COVID as a disease is bad, but what it has really shown me is that number one, um, life is precious and unpredictable. And I've found myself that um, throughout my career, I have been working at jobs, which I've, I've liked the jobs. Um, it's just, they didn't really make my heart sing. I was doing what I thought I should do, right? I should go work for a company and, 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 and do that because that's what most people do. And it's great, but it really no longer, I've been searching for the last few years and looking for ways where I can make a bigger impact on the world and give of myself. So COVID really highlighted what was important to me. It was important for me to take better care of my health. It was important for me to not, you know, spend a million hours on a plane every year. Um, It was important to me to really feed this part of my soul by helping people 
um, either leapfrog or avoid some of the pitfalls that I have had to dig myself out of (laughs) (laughs) in order to grow my career. So that's why I started it. Well, that's a really good explanation because a lot of people are realizing they're just taking a this time to pause and like, what am I doing? Right. What do I need to do? They're eliminating things they don't, they don't need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to stay focused and I'm fortunate and you probably are the same way. I don't have young kids around. So that, that probably helps. And you had um, mentioned too, when we previously talked that you didn't have positive, you didn't see that you had positive role model growing up. So I think you're, issues that you had that you have tenacity too, not just resilience, but a lot of tenacity. And that is driven within you. And you're trying to share that with everybody else. So why do you think you didn't have a positive role model? I'm just curious on that. Well, I I will start off and say that um, now that I have gotten wiser through my years, I realized that you know, parents do the best that they can. I think that as children and young adults, we have this impression that they are superheroes uh, because they're bigger than us and, and we look to them for everything. And the, the unfortunate thing for me is that neither of my parents were capable of, of, of giving in a way that you need to give when you have children. I don't have children either. And I, I think that um, raising children are, is, is such a big responsibility because you want to raise human beings that can be kind and productive and they're um, healthy enough in a way where they don't emotionally hurt others. Right. And for my parents, um, they gave me what they got. And um, I will say that uh, you know they weren't rich but they worked hard and they give me everything that they could. Well, really it was my mother that took care of me. My parents split up when I was seven and my mother, um, she did everything she could until you know I was a young teenager and decided that I needed to take control of my life. Otherwise I wasn't <laughs> gonna go anywhere. Right. But it's, it's really about, I think they did the best they could. Um, we can only evolve further once we achieve awareness and realize that where we are at in our lives is not where we should be, or we want to achieve more. And it just never happened, um, you know, for my mom. And, you know, that's, that's just the way it is. A lot of people in life that, that it happens to them. Right. And it sounded like you changed your environment too. And that probably helped you be more. Yes, I did change my environment. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that I basically had to choose, um, you know, I went to go and stay with another relative and and it was a choice, right? It was either, you know, you've probably heard the saying like, you know, uh, out of the frying pan into the fire. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, so I made a choice like, you know, not which is better, but what is less bad. So I made, which to me was an improvement. It was less bad. And so I, like I was one. just, yeah. And I, and I think that's actually one of the things that allows people to be successful in life is that if you look for just a small amount of change consistently, and for me, I was like, okay, I just need like two inches of light. If I just get two inches of light, two inches of hope, then I can find something to pry it open and, and give myself a better life. 
And, and that's really what I did. So my positive um, influences never actually came from anyone in my family. I went ahead and I sought out people and I emulated them. I basically patterned them because I didn't know what else to do. Right. So I physically moved myself to where they were. I tried to dress like them. I, I read stuff they read. Like I was basically a blank canvas and not having um, anyone to look up to as a kid, because most kids have parents to look up to, so they don't do this as a teenager. Um, but also I was just kind of hungry because like I was so hungry for knowledge and just trying to figure out who I was. Um, and so I just really went after it. I like that. That's really, uh, especially you made a, a commentary about the light, the look makes me think of a plant, you know, plants need some sunlight to grow yeah. and you, and you made sure you are, doesn't matter how big it is, but I think that that's good advice. Little changes at a time, because some people, they try to make too many or too big. That's when they usually give up or it's overwhelming, right? Is that the right road? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the one thing that I'll say is that, you know, let's, I mean, I think the most obvious example is work, right? So mm -hmm. there's so many people today that, you know, they're interns and, you know, the interns want to walk in on day one and be CEO, <laughs> right? So it's, it's like impossible for you to do that. You can't. And the reason is because, you know, there are so many changes that take place in you and your journey to becoming CEO. And it's the very, it's the same way about changing ourselves. That's what I found with myself. It's like every time I reached another level, like I, I view myself as like a human onion. It's like every time I think that I, I get to somewhere, I realize that, oh my God, there's so much more. But without going through each layer, you never really get that realization. So right, it's all about the small, consistent, incremental changes. Yes, that's really great advice. And that's what I I also try to tell people to try to keep it simple too, because it'll help you keep um, moving forward. Is that the right word? And yeah, I like, yeah. I like your onion analogy because we're all just different layers of uh, complexity <laughs> and yeah. you have to peel it back to understand it and, uh, and what you're, I don't know, what's important to you. And you had mentioned too, or uh, you have to try to feel the ball of fire inside of you. That kind of helps motivate you too. How do you mm -hmm. suggest people get to that point? How, what are tips on that? How to get that ball of fire out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for me, it was the fact that, um, uh, my, my parents never really, I don't want to say they expected much of me, but there were more criticisms than praises. So gotcha. I, growing up, um, I was never um, smart enough. You know, why aren't you as smart as, you know, your cousins, you know, picking out someone like, why aren't you as well behaved as your cousins? Um, you know, also my mom had a lot of things to say about my body. It's like, oh my God, I, you know, you're so thin. Or the other thing was, oh my God, make sure you don't get fat. Like there was <laughs> never, I'm serious. Like there was never any way to, to turn for, for kind of comfort. And so I think that because I, uh, you know, there must be something in my DNA because I, there, there's, 
I just received so much negative things about what I wasn't that I just got so pissed off that I was like, all right, well, I'm just gonna like, let, you know, set the world on fire. Like I, you tell me I can't do it. I'm gonna, whatever you think is good, I'm gonna 10X your good. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it's the, uh, tenac you know, the tenacity in you, yeah. which is kind of related to resilience, but yeah. tenacity um, can be a little bit of stubbornness, but which is good and bad, but you mm -hmm. need that. Like you said, that I, I like that. What I wasn't, I had the same kind of thing growing up. I was pointed out what I wasn't, yeah. right? And I, I, um, I always was told I don't have it now, but your my eyebrows are too thick, you know. Because back in the day, you know, you, they had like thin, thinner yeah. eyebrows. You know, it's just like you know, it's just the yeah. way it is. And I did, I felt bad about myself as a as a teen, you know, yeah. because my mother didn't mean to, but she was pointing out things that I you know, whatever the, the, the women back then they wanted, like I'm brunette, right? Well, that's not good, right? You know, that's kind of, it's just kind of, I grew up in the seventies yeah. and eighties. So yeah. um, what I wasn't, which yeah. was, which I think, I think people have learned now that we need to focus on what we can or what we're good at and how to improve that rather than trying to fix what we're not good at. I mean, that's kind of, what did you yeah. think about that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that, um, I actually, I believe that we are all snowflakes. Like every single one of us on this planet, we are all unique. There are right. no duplicates. And I think that there is a reason for that. Every one of us has a unique talent and ability. Um, very often, especially in business, people will say, oh no, you know, these five products are the same. Well, they're not the same. They all have a little bit shade of a difference that helps you. And so as people, it's the same thing. So instead of focusing, like, you know, why aren't you like this other person? Or why don't you have this skill that this other person have has? It's like, let it go. Actually figure out what you're good at and double down on it. And that's actually how I built my career um, and, and done the things that I did is because I focused on my strengths um, and I just, you know, went hard on it. And that's how I, I ended up where I am today. So I highly recommend that. But to answer your question about the fire, I think that people need to find their North Star, not your fake North Star of, you know, what you think is going to make you happy, but what genuinely makes you happy um, and follow that. And every day, everything that you do, make sure that that is in service to getting to where you want to go. It also motivates you. <laughs> yeah, It's a good motivator to uh, get yeah. up. I mean, yeah. this, this COVID thing, it, it's been negative for some people, but I try to look at a positive aspect and that's my, I expecting to give, that's what I try to look at for some reason. I don't know where I get, that's like you said, it's my DNA. Why I look at that? I don't know why, but it's, it's a good thing. And it helps me to get through certain tough moments. I and mean, then we all have the tough moments. It's not perfect. Life yeah. is perfect. Yeah. And um, so you had mentioned in the in your background that you ended up, you had a lot of global responsibilities. What exact, yeah. I'm just curious as a woman, I think that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. What um, were some of your global responsibilities? Was it uh, were your sales roles? I wasn't sure what that was. Yeah. So I did a couple of different things. So my first role, when I was a director, I actually headed up a client experience for a tech firm in New York city where I worked and our clients were global. 
Um, so it was it was like InsurTech, so we did a lot of business in London. So spent a lot of time there That's working cool. with clients. Also, a part of my team was based internationally. So it was learning the culture of another country, um, working in different time zones, um, learning how to integrate a whole, you know, working style of a different culture with my, you know, the American style plus my own style plus making sure it fits with my team. Um, it's it was quite a challenge, um, and and uh, it's 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 an experience that I will always treasure. Um, but it was really a learning experience for me. And then I've also run you know big initiatives that have crossed multiple countries and multiple time zones. And so it's balancing you know how do you kind of you have a target that you have to hit but you have all of these different people that are working in all of these different countries. They also have other things going on besides the thing that you are asking them to work right. on. Um, and then there's the time zone factor. And then there's the communication style. You know, I'm super direct. Um, and so that doesn't really work for everyone. And how do you adjust for that? And how do you learn? Um, and, you know, one of the things that I did uh, in the very beginning is I actually was very honest with people and I said, hey, um, I'm so happy to work with you. I've never actually worked with someone from your country before. So can you please, um, you know, if I do or say anything that is offensive, please know that I didn't mean it, but please tell me so that I can learn and that I can be better at it. And learning to be vulnerable in that way and admitting that was actually something I had to learn to do myself because um, I think just because of how I grew up, I always wanted to seem like I was Iron Man um, and, that, and that nothing could touch me. But, um, you know, that's obviously just fear. But as, as I got more experience and I, and I um, you know, just had more interactions with people, I realized that that's actually not true. Vulnerability is strength and being able to admit when you don't know something and you need help makes you more human. Um, and I have made the mistake of coming across as being a robot. I, I received that feedback earlier on in my career that I just seemed very cold and unapproachable. And I always thought that that's how it should be. But I, I also think I, I didn't realize it, but um, that's something that I had to work on doing. That's probably part of your cover, like you said. Yeah. Um, big time. <laughs> is that the right word, right? I, yeah. It, that has a lot of meanings to it, but, yep. um, but yeah, that, I like that. How you're learning to be vulnerable. Your vulnerability is a strength and that's something we need to be more open to. I mean, we're all guilty of that. Everything is perfect. And that was my issue in the past. I wanted to be perfect at everything and mm -hmm. that's not achievable. That's not good. Mm -hmm. And it helps you get over that fear. And I, I just think it's um, your really good role model for women. And I think it's important, like being in the global roles. I really, I had a few, not at the level uh, that you did, but I have worked, you know, overseas and things like that. And mm -hmm. it's, um, I don't know, really opens up the doors though, to help other people in, in a way you're learning from them, right? The different cultures and mm -hmm. makes you more empathetic. It makes you more empathetic. It also makes you realize how big the world is. Um, and, and just how many ways, how many different ways in any one minute or any second that people are living different lives. 
and they're thinking different things yes. and, and, and there are things that are more important to them um, than you. You know, I remember, you know, someone that I worked with that it was more important for them um, to be able to, you know, spend the weekend with their family and like be at the beach and, you know, cook good food. And for me, it was like, well, I just want to crush this deadline for Monday now. <laughs> Right. Now, I will say that I have learned to take better care of myself, but the difference is that like that was a real that was a real life for that person. And for me, wanting to crush my deadline, um, you know, to to nail it and and certainly impress my boss was also real life for me, but I only knew that life ever my life because that's just who I was. And I also knew people that were the same. And so the thought of this person was like, no, you know, I really, you know, I'm going to do this with my kids and this is just what we do. I was like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> right. It, right. Crushing it. That's a good point. And it's, it's um, again, tied back to what's important to you. I think mm -hmm. we're learning this over 2020 and um, I just think your your performance boot camp is it more like a for coaching situation or is it so yeah so the boot camp thank you for asking so the boot camp is a four week boot camp and there are a series of recorded videos and exercises that folks go through in addition uh, but I give folks six weeks to complete it because wow. stuff happens right, right. Um, and then there are weekly coaching calls up to that point. Um, and then if, um, you know, I encourage people to stay engaged with me, um, afterwards and, you know, they can certainly work with me on a, on a retainer model after that. But, um, like anything else in life, I think it's important to be consistent, um, and be surrounded in a community of people of like-minded individuals to keep you on track. So I really love it. I really love working with the the folks that have taken my boot camp. Um, and the the biggest reward for me is when I'm working with someone and I see that look in their eyes, that aha moment, and it clicks for them. And they realize, oh my gosh, this is what I need to do in order to get ahead. And that is the most rewarding feeling ever. And I have to tell you, um, out of all of the the crazy MacGyver-like projects that I've run in my career, um, you know, I, I think, uh, well, not I think, the feeling of watching folks have breakthroughs is right. the most rewarding feeling I have ever, I remember the first time I saw it, I, I was like, wow, so this is what it feels like. <laughs> it, it was amazing. Yeah. Is it, part of it is they get those aha moments because you're asking some tough questions. Is that part of it or? making them think about that? Um, I think it's asking the probing questions okay. that is causing them to reflect on their situation right. and also causing them to think about where they currently are, as well as the exercises. Um, there is, I mean, it's, it's, it's the boot camp. So I have an application process. And the reason is because like, I really want it to be for people who want to be, you know, at the top of their game. And there's no overnight um, like anything else, it's not like winning a lotto ticket, right? You have to work consistently, but there's a difference. Like you can spend 10 years working the wrong way, or you can go faster and get the pure rocket fuel that I'm going to give them. Right. And, and then they can work for the next 10 years 
with just pure rocket fuel. Like I thought to myself, I wish that I had this opportunity when I started my career right. because I can't imagine what I would have done had I not had to go through, you know, the snake and ladder pits. <laughs> I, I totally get it. Right. And the same thing I was told, you had mentioned earlier, I was told what I had to do to succeed mm -hmm. as a woman. Right. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't a whole lot of protocols before that. And one of them was to get, you know, important was to get a degree, which I did. And that you went further, you went to what schools you mentioned, like MIT, I think that's impressive uh, to get an MIT is hard. I'm not yes. sure what other, I can't remember the other. Uh, MIT is my, MIT is my, it's, 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 I'm very connected to that school. Um, right. The friends that I've made there have been, um, they are, that is, they are the closest thing to family that I have ever experienced. They have been there for me through some great times. They have been there for me through some really hard times. And I think that was the first time that I truly understood like human kindness because um, it's some pretty tough situations. And with, with at the blink of an eye, they were there, no questions asked. Awesome. And I had never experienced that before. And also I just like what the school represents. It's, it's it, they're very kind of about mind and hand and, you know, doing what you're taught. And it's just a very comfortable, inclusive environment. And, and I'm proud to be an alum. Well, it's good to get like support from that. And mm -hmm. I think that's what we, we need. And they were probably supporting you because they knew what you were capable of, right? They probably yeah. saw that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't talk about this this often, but I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought it up. So they actually gave me, um, you know, I was one of the, the few people that received um, a, a fellowship award to, to go to Sloan. And oh, cool. um, yeah, it was for, it was for my potential and promise. And um, it, it floored me because, you know, I met, um, you know, when I was going there for interviews, I met some of the, the people that would have been in the class and I was so impressed by all of them. And I, I think that's a feeling that we all had. We we're just like, you know, we're looking to the left and right and going, oh my God, <laughs> this person's incredible. Um, but I, you know, was very just shocked and, and, and grateful and, and, and felt very, I don't know, humbled by it that, that they would see that in me. Um, so that's yeah, good. Amazing. Yeah. Right. It's, I mean, you're humble yet you're excited and, and uh, you're vulnerable and all of those things, those emotions, I'm sure were. Oh, I cried. I, I <laughs> cried. I wept like a, a I, I wept like a, 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 a six month old baby. I mean, I wailed when I got my acceptance because it, it, Yes, it was the fact that it was MIT, but I had been carrying around so much, like you're not good enough, you're not worthy, like just this feeling of like, almost like being a mistake for such right. a long time. And um, the fact that, you know, they thought I was amazing and they gave me this thing on top of it. It was such a moment of validation. And I, I know we shouldn't be, um, having external things as validation, but it was just the kind of the way that it worked out for me that all of the things I did in my life, all of my experience, and, and I actually wrote about my life story in my applications. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I did. And um, it was just the fact that they, they sort of saw me 
um, through a lot of things because I definitely was not your typical candidate. I was very atypical, especially with you know everything I'd been through um, and just my own kind of like you know weird jagged record just because of how my life played out. Um, and and so I think that's another reason why I will always have a very close feeling for that institution just because they looked past all the you know all the things that you should be. And they saw, wow, this is actually someone that can really, you know, do well and, and represent our brand. Could be right. You could be. Can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we need more of. And I think, I think in the future with all this, you know, everyone's taking a step back, even with the educational institutions and, and businesses, how we're going to move forward, right? And and mm-hmm. and hiring people. And I think your boot camp that you started is going to help people find the yeah. right answer for themselves. Is that I it? Think, I think so too. I, yeah, I hundred percent because the, the great thing about 2020 is that um, you can t- take all of this extra time of, you know, if you were, if you had to commute, if you had to fly, if you had to do any of these other things, like instead of looking at it as they are trapped in your house, I would look at it as, you know, you are a caterpillar and you get to come out as a butterfly and how are you going to work on yourself to become that butterfly? How are you going to work on yourself to make sure that you get the most out of, out of life? Um, and, and that's what I think 2020 is really about. That's immediately what I saw was like, wow, I don't have to waste all this time, like, you know, schlepping all over the world like we have amazing technology yes we can connect with people yes of course it's nice to have the human interaction i'm not saying that but this 2020 is the year that will change you for the better if you use it correctly yes and not to be yeah. <clears throat> looking at the negative aspects of it mm-hmm. i think that would be important too yeah, you had mentioned all the the traveling too um i used to do a lot of it Right. And I do, by the way, I do have kids, but they're adults, but, yeah. um, that was hard, you know, um, thank goodness that my, my sister helped and my husband, but yeah. I was like, I was driven. I'm, I'm going to be some successful, but that's what my thing was. I'm going to be a successful businesswoman, make a lot of money, but there's a lot of sacrifices. There is a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. And I think parents are the real superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. you know, I like children. It just hasn't shaked out for me yet, whether right. that's going to happen or not, but um, when I think about the effort that it takes for me to take care of myself, and I think about parents <laughs> who have to do this, I just don't know how you guys do it. And I mean, hats right. off. I'm just so impressed. And sometimes I think, wow, I'm just like a grown up, you know, six year old. It's like, <laughs> you know, I have my comforts and my things that I want to do. But as a parent, it's, it's you second, right? Correct. We, yeah. as parents, we don't really take care of ourselves really because it's not just parents, but people in general who want to be caretakers, mm-hmm. they take care of others first mm-hmm. and put themselves second. And I'm, I probably fall into that category, but the last 10 years, yeah, I've been taking care of myself, but it's, but I had to have those, you know, slap, I should say slap in the face, those moments like, Oh, wow. Reality hits. And <laughs> that's the downside of being too positive. Sometimes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's yeah. vulnerable and being open to that. And I just think, um, again, being a female woman in business has been tough, but it's getting a little bit better because 
you know, people like you are, are, are helping them find their way through. And I'm assuming you have male and females for your, for your clients. I'm just kind of jumping around. Yeah, that's good. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I do believe that people are people and everyone needs help. Um, and that's just the way that I look at humanity. Um, yeah, we all have different, you know, issues, but I'm about advancing humanity forward. So I like that. Mm -hmm. We definitely need that. One other question I wanted to ask you is you had mentioned that you had been featured at the white house level for some Mm -hmm. advice. What Mm -hmm. can you share what you had to? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this is all um, pretty publicly, uh, it's it's all public knowledge now. So um, <laughs> I worked for, um, I, you know, my previous role as, as a VP of workforce platforms, uh, my role was to basically create a prototype um, of how you could help nurses uh-huh. improve their lives, improve their careers by meshing technology and education. So I collaborated with um, Salesforce on this project. And so I created a prototype of something that's called Ultra, the Ultra Network. And that is basically using um, very uh, sophisticated blockchain technology as other types of, um, other type of sophisticated technology is in there as well. And uh, this is part of the initiative of the AWPB, American Workforce, I hope I get this right, American Workforce Policy Advisory Board, <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is uh, an initiative about how you help to upskill the average American worker. I so love there's it. A lot of, yeah, there's a lot of talk right now um, around, you know, how do you um, make sure that people have the right skills and it's matched with the right jobs and how do you make it transparent so they know what skills they should get. And our focus was specifically on nurses. So once that prototype was complete, um, it was introduced at the final meeting at the White House where Ivanka Trump chaired it. And now my name, you know, is on all these like uh, documents and papers as, as, as being a part of that. So it was, it was an honor for me um, to number one, think about something that can help um, Americans um, and specifically nurses who right. are the heroes of 2020 for sure. Yeah. Um, and obviously an, an, an honor for me um, to be able to, me, coming from where I started uh, to be able to, to do that. I think that's really great. And I didn't really know that. That's why I wanted to talk about the backstory because it, it's, you're, you're helping uh, av- the, av- I should say the average person, but everyday people. Yeah. And, and, and the nurses is an example, they're caretakers that mm-hmm. don't, that take care of others and they, you know, they put themselves last. That's mm-hmm. another example, not just parents, but yeah, they do a lot. And I've, I've had health issues in the past and mm-hmm. I've connected with the nurses better than with the doctors because mm-hmm. <laughs> they spend more time with the patients. Does that make yeah. Sense? Yeah. Yeah. And actually it was while I was working on this initiative when, when the boot camp idea came to me awesome. and yeah. And, and that's when I realized that this is really what I want to spend my life doing. Like, yes, sure. I, I could probably be an executive at, at a company. But, um, you know, back to me, what I'm saying, you know, what I was saying earlier that 
life changes so quickly in a moment, literally in a moment, COVID happened and all of this happened and life changed. And I want to make sure that, um, you know, when I get to the end of my roller coaster ride, that I have no regrets. <laughs> and I can say so far that I've totally made mistakes, um, but I have no regrets at all in my life and 100% no regrets. And I want to keep this feeling for the rest of my life. So this is why I'm doing this now. That's so cool. I, I like that you just try to put a ding in the universe, right? In a positive way. And um, I also, you have, you're the host of Dream Big and Live Free. And that started podcast. That started this year as well too, right? It did. It did start this year as well. So very similar to, um, to, to really what we're talking about in this episode is um, uh, with my friends, I've always been the person that they have, I'm like the go-to person when it's like the, you know, what hits the fan, right? It's like, oh my God, you know, let's, let's get the red, let's pull the red phone out and call savvy. <laughs> we have a lot in common. I'm the same way people call Really? Yes. <laughs> and so yeah. there were just so many people that were um, panicking when I saw it as an opportunity, like I said, caterpillar to butterfly. And I wanted to reach out to people that I knew and people who I didn't know who had built successful careers, but really started it in a place of complete uncertainty. So, you know, I've had, um, you know, multiple senior executives in there from top tech firms and educational institutions. I've had NFL, former, former NFL players on there. And to hear these people that are, you know, you know, especially the, the guys in the NFL, like they have literally played at the top of sports. There's right. really, I don't know if there's anything that's like above that. I mean, there's certainly in par, right. With the other sports stars, but when you've played on the field, like you're pretty up there and to hear them talk about how, you know, my, my favorite conversation um, was with Sean Harper um, where he talks about as a young man, he was diagnosed with about four to five learning disabilities. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And his, um, I think it was someone in high school said, Hey, you know, you should go sign up for the military because this is it for you. Um, and he just said, no, this is not it for me. And, you know, worked with what he had and applied himself. Um, you know, he, he found his fire to drive him. And so he worked and he trained and he did his studies to the best of his abilities and found ways to cope with that and ended up playing in the NFL. So it just goes to show you that, um, you know, in every, at every level of life, it's like, you don't need to have a ton of money. You don't need to grow up in the right neighborhood. Um, you just need to find your fire, your true North star and don't worry about how you're going to get there. Worry, just fixate on what you want to do. And the yeah. universe opens up, opens up for you. Like, I don't know how else to say it, but that's how I've lived my life. You kind of have like the end goal in mind and then you figure out yeah. a way to get there, right? Is that yep. uh it just kind of unfolds. And I mean, you know, I remember when I had 20 bucks. I used to have 20 bucks. I'm like, okay, I need gas. And I need food. How am I going to do this? Like, this is where I started. Um, and if you told me that I would end up doing the things that I'm doing today, if you had told me back then, Hey, one day you're going to do all of these things and you're going to accomplish all these things. I would have been like, okay, am I old enough to short 
my own stock on myself because <laughs> there's just no way this is ever going to happen for me. It's like, you know, it's like, I, it's, no, yeah. You have a really fantastic background and I really like that you're trying to help people that you, your purpose is to help others. Really, that's really what it is and help them achieve their goals. That's kind of my, my takeaway here. I think so too. I mean, I, for me, it's really all about like, I have walked the talk. I think there are a lot of people that talk. I think talk is cheap yes. and I generally, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the meat. Like, you know, you, people always try to talk circles around me and I ask two questions <laughs> and if you can't answer my questions and you got to go, like, I don't want to hear it. So I think that I have been through enough challenges and adversities and I've come out on the other side with the accomplishments and and I can um I help people I can help them achieve their version of that in their life right. and the reason is like you know it's like the difference between um people who you know read a book and say they can do it I'm not knocking professors or anyone like that but what I've found is that when you read a book it's like reading the instruction manual to, to set something up. It's like you read the instruction manual and you're like, cool, I've got this. And then you start to build it and you realize that there should have been five steps in between <laughs> step number three and four. Right. It's like, where was this? This is what I mean. It's like there are intricacies about how you go about doing the thing that you do that you discover only by doing it. And these are often the things, and they're the, generally the most annoying things, but these are the things that make the difference between you getting to your next level and not. That is really great advice. The intricacies that we don't really know about until we're actually doing it. <laughs> it mm -hmm. It's uh, an amazing background that you have, an amazing story, and I'm so glad we connected. So where can people learn more about you? Yep. Thanks. I'm, I'm so happy we connected as well. And I really appreciate you having me on your show. Uh, the best way for people to find me is either at my website, which is SavvyBarrows.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, same thing, Savvy Barrows. And what I'll do for the listeners out there, I'll include the links in the description of this episode. And savvy, you're very savvy, S-A-B-V-Y. <laughs> and <laughs> And very uh, knowledgeable, and I really appreciate um, you coming on. And I think your info will be helpful for any listener. So hope you have great. a great rest of the day. Thank you, Bridget. You thanks as well. Thank you so much. And from thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate your time, and I thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast or leave a comment. Now go have a great day. Mm -hmm.